Entertaining and informative radio for the Sunshine State. Famous Dr. Angel Falzoni, our PhD licensed mental health counselor that sits right here beside me in the studio week after week. And we are excited about this topic that we started last week, and it's going to be a blessing and a help to an awful lot of people. So, by the way, before we get started on this topic, if you uh, have uh, time, get get with some of your friends or tell them about our show and acquaint them with it. We did do a Facebook live post uh, a couple weeks ago, and uh, that's on mine, Marsha McAllister, which that's my other name, Mama Mac. Yeah. And you can find the Go Yard uh, post that we did there a couple weeks ago and uh, on Facebook and tell people about our show. We want more and more people to avail themselves of what we talk about here on this show. This is not just a, um, oh, let's chat about a few things. This is a life coaching show. And because of that, we tackle some really difficult topics and some very important topics. And we want to remind you of our website. It's goyard2014.org, O-R-G, not a .com. GoYard2014.org, and why are we talking about our website, Dr. Angel? Why would that help our audience? Well, because we have all of our shows that we've done right there and titled and organized and put together so that you can go back and use it as a really great tool to help you when you're going through an issue. Absolutely. And, you know, a lot of people need that, need to know that there are resources out there that can help them with some of these nitty-gritty things. We've tackled a whole lot of stuff in two and a half years. Boundary setting, that series was early on, and we've had a lot of people listen to that. There's so So much that we've tackled. (coughs) And the nice thing is free resource. free, yeah. That's right. Yeah. So go there. And speaking of free and money, we never talk about this, but we did have a caller call in a couple weeks ago and want to know about sponsoring our show. And we are always open to that. We have a couple sponsors, but we'll take more, and that's great. So you can uh, actually just text me, 727-888-4171. That's our text number for the show, 
727-888-4171 if you're interested in finding out about sponsoring the show or uh, maybe one show a month you want to help with financially or whatever. We're, we're open to that, and that would be a great idea. And you could get your ad and your your message out there. Um, as some of you know, I have my, my real estate ad on here week after week, and that's great. And you can do, you know, whatever you want to with your business or something like that if you'd like to. So get a hold of us, 727-888-4171. Now let's talk about tonight. What are we talking about, Dr. Part 2 of? The Power of Forgiveness. Ooh. That was, a, that was an interesting show last week and a really good show. Yeah, it was. Probably one of my favorites, eh? Because it was nitty-gritty because we were destroying. We were being mythbusters. We were. Mythbusters. Forgiveness mythbusters. Yes, absolutely. We're not done busting those myths either, Mama Mac. That's right. Because so many people have it in their head what forgiveness is or isn't. And a lot of times they're wrong. They are. And as soon as you say the word forgiveness, they have a million and one excuses. And most of them are a myth. Right. <laughs> there you go. And the the problem with the myths is that it keeps people stuck in the rut, right? Yes. Of unforgiveness. Keeps them right there where they were. And and we we decided to do this couple part series because we started the year with two two parts on dreaming big. Talk to me about that and why this fits in with that. Absolutely. You know, in, in dreaming big, that's all about the go yard life. Hitting those home runs. We have to have dreams that are big, dreams that are unrealistic. Right. And what are the things that hold us back from achieving those or getting there or working towards that? And the, a big one for a lot of people is some type of forgiveness that they haven't given that they should. They're holding on to unforgiveness and they're dragging it around everywhere they go. It consumes their time, energy, thoughts. It's hurting their health. It's hurting their relationships. It's really holding them back. Well, and I've known people and because of pastoral counseling, I've known people who have, you know, d- divorced the the per- the person that was whatever causing all kinds of problems in their life, and then they start to date again and whatever, and they find themselves talking about all the mistakes of that failed relationship. You know what I mean? And oh, yeah. they don't understand why the guy never called them back for another date. <laughs> True story. And you know what? And I, I deal with patients like that a lot. And I'm like, that's because you have not emotionally forgiven them. And right. you're still kind of married to them because you're holding on to it. And you're still talking about it all the time. And it's consuming your every light, you know, your right. life all the time and your energy and your focus. And, and a lot of times they'll start, you know, accusing the new person of doing things that the old person did and they haven't yet. Right. And yes. And that holds them back. Yes. Or the person who had an affair, but they decided to keep the relationship together, etc. Or maybe they didn't even really have an affair. They were just flirting or whatever the case may be. And they keep bringing up the offense and they really haven't let it go. They really haven't forgiven. They haven't. You know, that happens a lot. Um, You know, they they feel like the hero. We stay together. We got through the affair and we're still together. But the person who was cheated on is, you know, hashing it up all the time. Right. Making sure everybody knows I'm still in this, although they cheated. Right. Um, You know, I know I've told this before on another show, but uh, I remember seeing this um, married couple, husband and wife married couple that went around traveling to churches and sharing their story. And they were quite older. And when they were they were probably in their 70s. And when they were like in the 30s, the husband cheated on him and. They recon- reconciled and ca- well, but she has him traveling every week for 30 years to different churches to tell, make him tell a story how he cheated. Oh my gosh. And I kidding. just looked up. I'm oh. like, I don't believe she has forgiven him one bit. 
whoa. That story just, he that has became, to relive that. That became their ministry. Their life ministry. Say. That's awful. That's terrible. <laughs> and I felt so sorry for that poor guy because oh, wow. he's just having to relive that trauma over and over and over and over and over again. Wow. Okay. So the power of forgiveness, let's define it one more time. Let's start there and then we'll go All back right. to our myths. So what is forgiveness? It's the intentional and voluntary process by which someone who is wronged undergoes a change in feelings and attitude regarding the offense and the offender. So it's letting go of those negative emotions and having the ability to to wish well on the offending person. Whoa, to wish well. That's a huge thing. I don't think we made a big deal of that point last week, but that's very important. That's a kind of a clue that you've reached forgiveness. That you've reached forgiveness when you no longer want them to be hit by a bus. Yes, or you plane know, to or... fall out of the sky and hit them on the head. <laughs> yes. Um, you know, it's right. letting go of that grudge. Stray bullet, anything. <laughs> bitterness. I know, I hear that all the time. Well, I've forgiven them, but... If, you know, they got food poisoning and got really, really sick, I wouldn't be sad. Um, right. You know, you hear, you hear that, that stuff all yes. the time. <laughs> I know. Um, that's kind of a good barometer of when you've reached forgiveness is when you can think of that person and not want something bad to happen to them. Right. Exactly. Okay. So that's what forgiveness is. Now, last week we spent a lot of time, the rest of the show, talking about, and we, so we've covered most of these, but do you want to read them? We've got 12. And some people may want to write them down. But we're, we we stopped on number 10, I think, getting ready for number 10. We're getting ready for number 10, yeah. So why don't you read through those because I'm coughing this That's today, okay. and uh, it would be good if you did that. All right, so here are the myths about forgiveness that a lot of people get hung up on. So myths are not true, but things that we've accepted as truth. So myth number one, to forgive means we have to forget the wrong. Mm-hmm. Myth number two, to forgive means I'm letting the offender off the hook. Not true. Myth number three means to forgive means the offender is no longer accountable for bad behavior. Myth number four, to forgive means I have to reconcile with the wrongdoer. Myth number five, forgiveness should only be given if someone who wronged me asks for it. Mm. Myth number six, to forgive means I am being disloyal to those who were hurt by the wrongdoer. Myth number seven, forgiveness should only happen if the wrongdoer apologizes. Myth number eight, forgiveness only only happens when both parties accepts the forgiveness. Myth number nine, forgiveness means the wrong that happened is okay. Wow. And now to moving on to myth number 10, if I forgive, the wrong may happen to me again. Ah, I have heard that so many times through the years because people are, that just shows they were deeply hurt. That just shows they were wounded. That just shows that they're so afraid that if they give this person an inch she'll take a mile or she'll take a mile and and do it again correct and so i can forgive doesn't mean i'm in a relationship with the person who hurt me i can move on but it does and i can forgive and still put protections and try to you know be more cautious in my relationships of this not happening to me again right but hanging on to unforgiveness first of all doesn't mean it's not going to happen to you again right Um, You know, they just feel like they have to keep it in the forefront of their mind and make sure that this could never happen to me again. And and to me, what what that is, is fear. 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 I don't want to go through that. That was so painful. I don't want to take a chance of going through it again. And they're bound up by fear of what could happen. Absolutely. And if we live life like that, we're never going to be dreaming big and accomplishing what we really want to accomplish. We are really, really stuck. So that is a myth. 
Yeah. Because there's lots of things that we can do to maybe help that things like that not happen again. Um, but there are things that happen outside of our control that think bad things still may happen or yeah. different bad things may happen or different offenses may happen. And so holding on to it doesn't mean it, we're protecting ourselves right. at all. We're hurting ourselves. So we don't want to do that. Um, myth number 11, forgiveness means everything will go back to normal. Oh, boy. Oh, my. And, you know, that in an ideal situation, yes, maybe. But life is not ideal, and especially in areas of um, cheating and and that kind of thing, it's very hard for life to go back to exactly, quote-unquote, normal. I hate the word normal, by the way. I don't like that word either. It's hard even to say what that means. There isn't a normal. What they mean by that really is that life goes back to exactly the way it was before the offense, and the offense has caused some kind of some kind of uh, change. It's going to yes. cause a change in change. some way. That's and a good way you know, to put you it. brought up last week about you know when parents are going through a difficult time and whatever happened, and they separate, and one of the kids are like, "Oh, just forgive dad or forgive mom, so everything can be okay and it can go back to what it was." Right. And you know, forgiveness does not mean it's going to go back to what it was at all. Um, yeah. And in some instances, it can go back. And go, and it doesn't go back to where it was. It can go back to better. Right. It can, especially it with can, help, you know, right. therapy, et cetera. It can improve our relationships. Right. Um, and so, but it does not mean that we're going to get to restored to where we were before the offense happened. Right. Okay. And the last myth we have is forgiveness is a one-time event. <laughs> I say I forgive you and that's it. And you never think about it again and never deal with it again. And you know what? It is a process. It is. And, you know, and as we go, depending on the depth of the offense and the the way it hurt us, it may be something we have to forgive multiple times the same offense throughout the course of our life. Um, As we go through different ages and stages, that offense may bring a different type of hurt to us that we need to process and move forward and re-forgive. And so it is really a process. It is not a static one time we're done. It's very fluid. Right. Very fluid. So the, the the truths about forgiveness, let's talk about those because we've gone through these 12 myths. And and if you didn't get those written down and you really want those, then um, just text on that 727-888-4171 with an email address and I'll be happy to get those to you. Let's talk about the truths about forgiveness now. What is forgiveness really, doctor? Did you have anything else you wanted to say about the myths? No, I think we've wrapped the myths up. You know, I love the quote from Gandhi because a lot of people, one of the things they believe with forgiveness is that the weak people forgive. Ah. It means I'm weak, Um, which we could have added as a myth. But Gandhi used a quote saying, the weak can never forgive. Forgiveness is an attribute of the strong. Oh, boy, is that true? Because it takes strength to forgive. So many people are so thin-skinned. I mean, if you say anything or look at them cross-eyed or whatever, uh, they're upset, whatever. Okay, that is the sign of a weak person who cannot just let go of a slight, right? That is a weakness in us if we are wronged and we're we're holding on to unforgiveness. That's an area of weakness. Exactly. That's why holding us back. Exactly. So forgiveness takes strength, and it's the strong who forgive. It's the strong who forgive, absolutely. And so what do we do when somebody says that to us? Oh, only weak people can forgive. Well, a lot of times people feel like they're weak because 
you know, to, to forgive would be a weak thing because right. they're believing all those myths. Right. That exactly. are rooted in all kinds of tradition and religion and all kinds of stuff that could be backing that up. Yeah. And so as if, when you learn forgiveness, you'll learn it does take strength because you have it to face it. You have yes. to acknowledge your feelings about it. Like right. those are always Ooh. comfortable things. Right. Yeah. And so it does take strength and you ha- and it's bravery to face and be willing yes. to walk a little bit back in the fire of your pain to get through it and let it oh, go. Oh, I like that. Can we quote you on that? Go back into the fire of your pain. Because that's really, you Whoa. have to kind of get in that fire. You're going to have to <clears throat> feel that right. so that you can let it go. Yeah. And move forward and then just see the scar. You know, it's kind of like when we talked Talk about, about that, when we that have that example physical again. wound and you cut yourself and it's bleeding and then it's starting to scab up, you know, Sometimes we have to, they have to like brush those scabs off and put like antibiotic ointments and stuff so those healings can happen without bacteria getting in right. there. So sometimes it's going to hurt a little bit right. to let it really heal okay. Exactly. You know, sometimes you'll break your bone and you didn't break it right and they have to go in and re-break that thing so it yeah. can heal and go and be okay. Good point. And, you know, forgiveness is kind of that process that we have to kind of walk back into a little bit of that. To let it come back and heal okay. And maybe that's one of the reasons a lot of people shy away from true forgiveness is because the situation was so painful, so difficult that they can't let themselves even think about it a minute. You know, that it's just, it's just so awful. And that can be true. And they fear that pain. Right. They fear the pain. What I'm challenging people is the pain of the original offense is... That's the, that's the intense pain. The pain of forgiveness is just a small degree because you're working through that and processing it. And then you don't have that pain. You're right. letting it go. So you're hurting now. If you have unforgiveness, you are hurting now. You're thinking about it. It's affecting you. It's negative emotions. It's impacting your life today. So a little bit of pain yeah. for, for healing. One of the clues, and tell me if I'm wrong. We haven't discussed this. I'm just mm-hmm. telling you from my personal experience. Many years ago, I was driving down the road and... Um, I was, uh, all of a sudden remembering some awful thing that was, had happened in a relationship and it was a very painful thing. And I began to really cry and just driving. And I remember feeling that hurt and, oh, I was back there, you mm-hmm. know, and I knew enough because being a pastor, I teach this concept and I knew enough to say, okay, I choose. And I said it out loud in the car. Nobody was there, but me, I choose to forgive that situation, that person. Okay, and I tested it because a few months later that memory came back, but it didn't cause me to cry anymore. And there you go. And that's what we're talking about. And that's my personal experience. Absolutely. So is there going to be pain in going through forgiveness? Sure. But it's not to the degree of the original offense or the pain you're feeling currently by hanging on to it. So quit being afraid of the pain. That's the point, right? This is pain for good. This is pain for healing. Yes. You know, and we deal with it in our physical bodies a lot. You know, you, you'll get sick and you'll have to take a medicine. Like for me, I'm really sensitive. So when I have to take like an antibiotic, it will make me have pain because I will be very sick and vomit all the time. But that medicine is, that's a short term pain for a long term game. And that's what, Forgiveness is the process of a short-term pain for a long-term gain. Let me give you're you, ending it. You're ending it. Let me give you another example of that very thing. I hurt my shoulder recently, about a year ago, and it's caused me not to be able to do certain things. Like it's not easy with the golf club, etc. And um, but recently, my oldest son said to me uh, when I said, "Oh, I can't lift that shoulder that high," he said, "Wait a minute, let me get you this little band, a stretchy band, mm-hmm. okay." 
And so he gave me exercises to do that helped him when he injured his shoulder and he didn't have to go through surgery either. He said, you're not going to have to go through surgery. Just start doing this. I can tell you from personal experience, the days that I do the repertoire of all the exercises, okay, and Mm -hmm. I do all the reps and do everything I'm supposed to do on both shoulders, I don't wake up in the night in pain. But I can go, if I go five, six days and I forgot because I'm just so busy to not do those stretchy exercises, I wake up in pain. That's just it, the pain of healing. And that's the pain of good. That's that's yes. the pain we need to let that, that healing So happen. it hurts when you're doing that exercise, right? Mm-hmm. But it has ultimate benefit. Absolutely. But it hurts worse when we're not doing when it that. Hurts worse, and that's what that's we're right. doing. We're so afraid of what that hurt will look like that we're not willing to go there, but we're hurting worse now. Exactly. And so keeping that, you know, forgiveness, the truth, the truth is forgiveness lets the past go. So I can reclaim my present. Oh, that's really good. Wait a minute. Say that again. Forgiveness lets go of the past so I can reclaim my present. So that insinuates that you're not living the present to the fullest that you can when you're hanging on to areas of unforgiveness. You know, and I tell people when we work in therapy and they're holding on to deep, deep uh, unforgiveness and it can be all types of offenses. It doesn't matter. You know, some are very serious, some are more minor and everything in between. And they're basically laying their hopes and dreams on the altar of Somebody who wronged them and giving right. them away. Yeah. Because you can't have your present when you are focused over here and all this wrong stuff that had happened to you. So it really does deter from happiness, a sense of fulfillment, a sense of accomplishment and all that when you're walking around with all this unforgiveness. It absolutely you know it hinders you, would, you. you. It would be surprising. Um, I deal with a lot of patients who... Both anxiety and depression are very common diagnosis that I deal with. And, you know, when you work with patients, a lot of times, a lot of that's rooted in unforgiveness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they don't understand because they're taking depression meds and like, well, I, I'm not feeling better. It's not working. You know, give me something better. Give me something stronger. They want the pill to make it all happen. And I'm like, and isn't as we that... work, and I'm like, this oh is my because gosh. this is stemmed. From somewhere in unforgiveness. Not to say that everybody with depression quits your meds. I'm not saying that at all. But there are a lot of people with anxiety and depression that are very much rooted in an unforgiveness. Absolutely. So you're saying forgiveness lets go of the past so that you can begin to really live in the present to the fullest extent and enjoy life. And don't, isn't that the goal? Really, Angel? Don't, don't, Doctor, I'm sorry, Dr. Angel, isn't it that we want to make the most most of every single day and not just not. And have hope for our future. Yeah. And there, how do we have hope when we're hanging on back here so hard? Oh, wow. And something we can't change. You know, that's a, it's a joke in therapy. I'm like, nobody has the DeLorean. We're not going back and unable to undo what happened. Right. Nobody can do that. We're no. not doing that. We don't have the DeLorean. And so how can we get forward without one? Yeah. You know, because so many people feel like they just need to go back and let it not happen. Well, that's not possible. Exactly. And so we have to find other ways of of trying to help you heal so that you can go forward. And so one of the benefits of forgiveness from what I hear you saying and what I my example earlier is that if you really deal with this, that when the memory comes up, it doesn't hurt like it used to hurt. Right. Pain is not there nearly to the degree. You may feel, you know, sad. Or something like that, but it, it flees, it goes, it, you're able to just keep going, and you're not right. stuck. 
in my own personal experience, I found over and over again, and this was many years ago, but I found that when those memories would come back, I wasn't crying. I wasn't feeling like my heart was broken. It was just a memory. Yeah, that was bad. That was tough. But the pain was gone. Mm -hmm. And I can tell you that from personal experience, going through divorce and everything that I went through. And it was really the the power of forgiveness released the pain. It does. It absolutely does. It's a powerful entity. And so we want to really tap into that power. You know, memories of the offense we will may still have for the rest of our lives. Depending on the offense, sometimes we just forget because they were minor things. But the power of the memory to continue causing you pain is gone. Right. And are highly, highly, highly diminished depending on where you are in that process. Absolutely. So that's what we're looking for. We're looking for that pain to stop. And so well, yeah, we're sitting we in want. that pain and we're going, I want the pain to stop, make the pain stop. And I'm telling you to make the pain stop. We need to process this. Yes. Walk in a little bit so we can let it go. And you're not willing to take that. And you don't realize that you are right on the cusp of not having that pain anymore. And so a lot of people are just in the most intense pain because they're not, they're so afraid of what forgiveness will look like for them and what it is. And so they're sitting and living in really intense pain and they don't have to. So for my shoulder, I've had to do the exercises and hurt while I'm doing them. They hurt. Mm -hmm. It hurts. It Mm -hmm. really hurts. But I am sleeping better at night on the days that I do this. And that's important. And there that's, you go. What that's the same concept. It's the, same, it's the antidote. And we have antidote here. Even though it hurts a little bit yep. to go through the exercises. You know what they always say? No pain, no gain. There you go. You always hear that. You know, things in life have pain attributed to it. Right. Forgiveness is a big one of those things. But I'm telling you, if you're holding on to unforgiveness, the pain you're feeling now is so much more intense of where you're going to go through the process. Right. Of forgiveness. So, um, the truth is forgiveness never as an excuse or condone of a wrongdoing. No. And we talked about that when we were talking about the myths. Mm-hmm. And so many people think that, that if I forgive, I agree with what was done to me. It does not mean you agree with what happened. Never, it does not, not mean all. that. Not at all. Yes. And so it's not something that makes an excuse for it. So it can still be acknowledged as wrong in, in it's I can still work through forgiveness. Right. Um, forgiveness is about Freedom from another person's wrong actions. This is not about them, us setting them free. This is about us setting us free. I think that's huge. I think that this is what a lot of people mess up with forgiveness. They feel like I don't want to do them a favor by forgiving them. That'll be a good thing for me to do that for them. You know, then that, then they're going to feel okay. That's okay that I did that. No, you're setting yourself free, not them. It's right? exactly true. And that's one of the biggest truths. Forgiveness is about me. It's about me. My freedom. Right. My health, my well-being, my my future. It's all about me. Yeah. We can, you know, I know we talk about that joke, all about me, my, my song. This one's about all about you. <laughs> it, it really is. We got to talk more about this. We're going to take a break in just a minute. But let's make that point one more time. And don't go away. Call a friend. Have them join you listening to the show today. This show will set you free from things that you've been hanging on to for so long. Forgiveness is about freedom from the wrong actions that somebody else has done. But it is not at It's not to benefit that person. It's to benefit you. And we got to talk more about that in just a minute. Listen to these great songs.
Megan, an independent ambassador for Plexus, the pink drink. There is finally a healthy solution to help you lose weight. It's a most natural product that will burn fat, not muscle. People around the country are experiencing amazing results, and you can too. Check out my independent ambassador website for my contact info, testimonials, and product information at mkramer, K-R-A-M-E-R, dot myplexus, P-L-E-X-U-S, products. Prompt professional service is what you will receive when you allow Marsha McAllister of Charles Rittenberg Realty to help find that perfect home or list your home for sale. With over 23 years of experience in the Tampa Bay area, you will enjoy a smooth transaction from start to finish. Call Marsha today at 727-417-0707. Now is a great time to buy or sell a home. Call Marsha McAllister at 727-417-0707. time and make sure our audience really gets the concepts. I know you would too. Absolutely, because this one is so imperative. It really is. If you can grab this, your life will be forever changed. Oh, absolutely. So we just made the point. Why don't you make the point before we went to break? Why don't you do that one more time? Forgiveness is about our freedom, not about the freedom of the person who has done us wrong, the offender. So I want to write that down. Forgiveness is about my freedom. If Just hang it up. Right. Because... That is where people get really, really stuck. That's the truth. So it does not mean that you agree with what was done to you. 
Nope. Does not mean you agree with it. Does not mean it was okay. Doesn't mean you would condone it. It forgiveness. And, and don't means... you think people get hung up with that whole concept? They think that if I forgive, it means okay, it was all right. That happened to me. No, 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 no. Thousand times no. No. Absolutely. Okay. For, um, when we forgive, we can still hold the offender accountable for bad behavior. So I can forgive and there can still be some accountability actions. Maybe somebody did something and we need to file, you know, maybe they have criminal charges. Maybe we're going, you know, we're deciding not to be in a relationship with this person. Or maybe we're deciding to make that relationship more distant with that person, um, you know, with our kids. Kids are a great example because kids do all kinds of things that need to be forgiven all the time. Yes, right. And sometimes when we forget, I can, you know, I've had this conversation with my sons many times. I'm an, I forgive you and I forgive this behavior. However, the, you still grounded. It's <laughs> <laughs> a great and, example. And there's still accountability. That's a, that's a great example. Okay. So it doesn't mean that you agreed with what the kid did it was wrong. Oh, yeah, now I understand. Yeah, it's great you did that. No, that's may some offenses, <laughs> they're never going to be okay. And no. they happen. No, some aren't. And then some are things that it gives us an opportunity to talk about our relationship or how, sometimes people, if they hurt you and they have no idea. Right. You know, a lot of times yeah. when we talk about forgiveness, we're thinking that the person, for everything that we feel wrong, they knew it and did it on purpose, which is why we have such a hard time to let it go. And a lot of times, some of these things happen and they, there's they no purposefulness. They, they have yeah. no idea it was an accident. It's kind of nature of being human. And you're going to need to be forgiven. You know, you're going to wrong people or hurt people purposefully or non-purposefully. A lot of times it's not purposefully. And we have to remember that we are finite people and we make mistakes all the time. Uh, I just was remembering, just hearing in my, in my mind right then from the Lord's Prayer, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. That's right. because It was right there in the Lord's Prayer. I mean, we, we so important. need forgiveness. Wait, it's so important. We need to give forgiveness for our own selves. Yes, we do. Um, forgiveness grants us freedom. It is not for the benefit of the wrongdoer. I'm going to say that many times all over because that's where we get so hung up on. We sure it, do. We, it is not, 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 not for the benefit of the wrongdoer. It is for our benefit. It goes benefit. back to that thing we talked about last week about the perpetrator or the person who offended you being off the hook. Mm -hmm. And some, it just goes against our grain. Let's say that person was a sexual abuser with you. As a young age, it, they're never going to get, quote unquote, off the hook. Mm -mm. You can let it go and you can forgive. That doesn't mean that it's going to be erased from their memory or, or yours or it's OK. Right. Um, absolutely. Um, another truth is forgiveness does not have a condition. Forgiveness can happen if the wrongdoer never asks for it or even acknowledges doing wrong. There is no conditions to forgiving. OK. So I'll hear that, well, I can't forgive them because they never asked for it. Yeah. That doesn't and, mean you can't forgive. And I've heard, uh, I can't forgive them because I'm not about to sit down with them and talk again. Never have to do that? Never have to do that, right? Never have to do that, And ever. some people think that if you forgive, that means you have a sit down and... and confrontational. Confronta and people hate confrontation. Yes, they do. So, you know, so that keeps people from forgiving, I think, a lot of times. It, it absolutely does keep people from get forgiving a lot of time. Another truth, I uh, know I've said this two other ways, I'm going to say it a third way. Forgiveness benefits 
us. Yes, it does. It benefits us. It is such a, um, what's the word for it? A peacemaker in our mind, in our heart. It will bring peace if you can let go of the offense. Again, not saying you agree with what happened. You may never agree, but they simply don't owe you anymore. No, they don't owe you anymore. And so I can forgive. It's benefiting me. It's benefiting the quality of my life in so many ways. And so it is about me being able to improve myself and my life. Right. Um, The act of forgiveness releases us from the negative emotions, that bitterness, that hatred, the grudges, and grants us the freedom to move on. It is what gives us the ability to go for those dreaming big dreams or goals or healthy relationships. Because we're not wasting time thinking about all the things that happened to us, right? Absolutely. Because it takes a lot of time and energy to keep thinking about negative, hurtful things Mm -hmm. all the time. Mm -hmm. And some people that are really harboring grudges, it's like a daily activity. They replay that tape over and over again. Oh, it's toxic because... You know, especially when I have a grudge, because now I got to make sure everybody knows what's happened. So I have to retell the story over and over. And I'm like re-hurting myself every time I'm doing this, the way I'm doing. Then I got to get you to align with me. Right. And then if you're talking to the person who wronged me, I'm hurt at you because now you're wronging me. Right. And it's just wrong on wrong on wrong. And there's that bitterness. And you become a person nobody wants to be with. No. Who wants to be around a person like that? That's all they can talk about is the offenses. And I'm sure a lot of us can look into our families and you can say, oh, I know I have that bitter grandma or bitter aunt or a bitter. Yeah, absolutely. You bitter can, old bag. Nobody wants to be around them. We do it because we feel obligated kind of thing. Let's do but this. We're going to leave nice. in a half hour. Can you call my phone and tell me there's an emergency? I have to leave. Like you don't want right. to do it. Right. Well, I don't want to be that person that people no, don't want to be around. No. You want people to gravitate to you and say, man, it's fun to go to Nana's house or it's fun to be, right? you know, Angel's friend. And you know? so when we are in that bitterness and those grudges, people, we're toxic. Yeah. We absolutely. are toxic. So we need to get rid of that toxicity. Okay. Um, we talked about forgiveness being unconditional. So it doesn't require an apology or an acknowledgement. There is no conditions to it. I'm going to say that again because a lot of times people really feel that there's this condition to being able to forgive. Right. Well, I can't do that, Dr. Angel. They haven't given me an apology. Exactly. And then last week we talked about the fact that sometimes uh, an apology in one person's mind has been given and the other person thinks it wasn't good enough. So they think they have not been apologized to because they didn't get a... Or, they, roses or, or an whatever. empty apology where I, you know, I apologize, but I'm not changing my behavior. So it continues to happen. Right. And so apologies to me are one of those things that it depends on the relationship, the heart of the person and what's happening. And that's something we're going to work into relationships. We need apologies when it's a relationship we want to maintain. Right. When we want to reconcile this. Yeah. Maybe not so much apology, but we need to talk about, oh, I felt wrong. I felt hurt. This is what made me. Exactly. Sometimes people are like, oh, my gosh, I had no idea. Or they may be, oh, my gosh, I am, you know, I am sorry. And how can I do this different? And now right. you have a better relationship than you did before the exactly. offense. And so it can really help our relationships grow. Absolutely. When, we, when we're when we willing to do this. Um, uh, forgiveness is both an event and a process. Yes. So I have to make the decision. It doesn't just happen. Right. There is not the forgiveness pill. Right. I want people ask me for that kind of stuff all the time. Just make it stop hurting. Yeah. Okay, this is what we need to do. Well, I don't want to do that. Right. That's going to hurt for a bit. 
So and it, it's something that like pulling a band-aid off, right? Uh, yeah, you know, nobody gonna, wants to do it, but it's over and it, it's yeah, done. Right. Um, you know, it's an event and it's a process. And depending on those offenses, I know we talked about this, there might be times in our life that the offense will hurt us in a different way and we'll have to process it that way and re-forgive that way. And that's that's okay. That doesn't mean you haven't forgiven. That just right. means there's a different area to forgive now. Um, and I'll see that a lot with, like, maybe kids who were placed for adoption as babies or something happened in, with their families, like parents went to prison and they were had those separations. And, you know, they learn in those childhood adolescent they were able to forgive. And now they have their own kids and it's bringing up a different part of that oh, hurt. Oh, yeah. And so they have to, to forgive and process it in those terms. And so things like that can happen all the time. Exactly. And that doesn't mean we haven't forgiven. It just means we're in that process again, and we have a little part more to It brings to back the memory, and we've got to kind of deal with it and put it in the right place where it belongs. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, forgiveness changes you. Yes, it does. <laughs> you will not be the same. Right. It will change your relationships. It will change for the better. It will change your outlook. You, it will help you to be more positive and more hopeful and have future orient. A lot of people who are stuck in unforgiveness can't think about a future. Right. Because they're still Cause they're so looking in the, in the past. Yeah. We got to be more present future. Right. Absolutely. It's kind of like trying to drive forward, but, you know, but you're looking out the rear view mirror everywhere you're going. You're right. not getting far and you're going to crash if you do. Right. That's unforgiveness. I think forgiveness is a humbling experience, even if the perpetrator or the offender doesn't even know you've forgiven them. Mm-hmm. It's humbling for us to say, I choose mm-hmm. to let this go, and they don't owe me anymore, and it, it softens you. That's the word I'm feeling right now. It softens you. It does. It totally because you. holding on to things is actually hardens people. Mm-hmm. Have you noticed that? Yes, it does. Yes. And it yeah. does soften you, and it and changes how you relate and how you view things it changes you and i like that you say it softens you because forgiveness is a choice it is not a feeling right it's a choice it is well i don't feel very forgiving that's okay we can still choose to do it exactly it's a choice it's a choice not a feeling through that choice we will work through negative feelings but Mm -hmm. it is not you don't have to feel Forgiven is this wonderful feeling. It's not this euphoric feeling that, you know, a lot of times we're looking for. It is a choice, and we're letting go of negative feelings. I I agree. And I think unforgiveness hardens people. It causes them to have this uh, soapbox that they've got to talk from. And this is why I, you know, it's, it's in their demeanor. It's in their eyes. It's mm-hmm. in their actions. It's in the tone of their voice. Mm-hmm. It hardens people. Unforgiveness. That's just, you know, my two cents. And, and if there, you don't I believe, believe me, I will challenge you to go in. You know, one of the things, you go in and just go to nursing homes and talk to yeah. um, elderly people. Because yes. you will know who's harbored oh, unforgiveness yes. because they can be some of the most unpleasant people. And when you've had it for 50, 60, 70 years, it's really ugly and toxic. Because yes. that's the road you're heading yes. on if you're holding on to unforgiveness. It is ugly, and as you keep it, the longer you keep it, the worse it becomes. And there's not one person on this planet that hasn't been hurt and offended. Absolutely. That one person that hasn't had slights and injuries and emotional yuck that's happened, 
And we have all got to realize that the people that are walking around with the softness, I want to say, I guess, the peace, the tenderness mm-hmm. are those who have learned to forgive. My opinion, I'm Absolutely. asking you, Dr. It totally I'm brings correct. peace to our it lives. It does, doesn't we it? We can learn to forgive. We're being that hero in our life yeah. for ourselves. Hero for and ourselves. So Whoa. When we choose to forgive, in no way can we change the past. No DeLoreans right. here. Right. But we will change our future. Absolutely. How do we do it? Steps. Let's Steps. Write it down, folks, if you have time. That's okay. Write it down. Steps to forgiveness. So we want to acknowledge, we need to acknowledge that a wrong happened. Okay. A lot of times that's all we can talk about. So, but we need to just acknowledge. Yeah. Get I a journal. Hurt. Write it down. It's a great way to write it down. Find a, a, a buddy, whatever. Just acknowledge this it. happened. Okay. okay. This happened. Sometimes they're shame-based things and they can be more challenging. So find someone you trust. And then... What happened to me as a result of this yeah, bad thing? What am two. I feeling? Am I angry? Am I bitter? Am I, you, you can have the, those feel. There's no such thing as a feeling that's not okay to have experience. Right. But what am I feeling? Right. Um, acknowledge how the negative feelings are impacting my present. So because I'm feeling angry and frustrated, maybe I'm not planning or maybe I'm not even trusting people in my life because I felt so, you know, betrayed from my history of whatever happened to me. And so acknowledge, how is this hurting you right now? If I don't oh, that's forget, good. that's number what three. Areas is this holding me back? Yes. And you will, good. if you're honest, you're going to find areas that's holding you back or ask a counselor, a therapist, ask somebody, a friend, call a buddy, that's you know, right. people will tell you what they see. And when right. you're willing to hear what they have to say, and then we have to choose to release those negative feelings. Yes. And you know, I work with a lot of kids and a lot of times these kids have very valid things that have been horrible that's happened to them and that we're working through forgiveness and they may, they don't have the opportunity to talk to the person. Um, the person may be in jail. They may be dead. They may be gone. We all kinds of situations. And so I came up with what we call the feelings barf because I work barf. with lots of boys and they like the word barf, barf but you know, okay. I found this so effective <laughs> that I've used it with a lot of adults. And so when we acknowledge those negative feelings, like I am feeling angry because, and we write whatever it was, Right. And then I had, we read it and we might work weeks on figuring out all those negative feelings. And then we read it. Read I it. let them declare, wow. I am feeling because my mom did this and I'm feeling this way because this happened and we read it and we're like getting it out. That is great. Then we take it and crumple it, rip wow. it up in like hundreds of pieces and just like totally barf it into the garbage can, which is that release. And I'm wow, going to tell you I love it. the healing that has happened for healing <laughs> barf has oh, been amazing. That's great. I love that. Because we're acknowledging it, we're getting it out, we are, and we're getting rid of it and releasing it. And that's a physical way, a tangible way of doing that. Other things we've used is like the empty chair, having that conversation with a person that's not really there. What would Talk you about say? That. Talk about that. I've heard a lot of people use that in therapy. We do use this a lot in therapy. So a lot of times we'll, I will, all right, you're, you know, you're whoever that you need to confront is sitting in this chair. Only they're really not there. They're not there. Sometimes the kids will draw pictures of their faces and like give them a little more reality, but, and you tell them what, have that conversation that you want to have, right? Get it out. We have to get out that negativity. And so have that conversation. You could be sitting at home and just pull up your dining room chairs and have that conversation when they're not really there. It's okay. That person That's doesn't really have to a be good around. Therapeutic tool, isn't it? It is. We use it a lot. It's actually in Gestaltian therapy technique, and it's very powerful and very effective. Is it called the empty chair? It's called the empty chair technique. Well, they, there we you use go. It a lot. 
Okay. A letter writing. Some people will like to write that letter to that person and just tell them how they feel and how it's affected their life and what's going on. That's another purging Purging. activity. And that's what we're looking for, things to purge it so that we can move on. Get it Um, out of there. Journaling. Some people just want to journal it. Some people really want to have that conversation. Right. And if you're emotionally able to handle a negative reaction, then have that conversation. If it's an ability to have it. Maybe they're not willing to have that yeah. conversation. A lot of people I've found through the years don't want that confrontation. They don't want that conversation. But it depends on the type of offense too, because sometimes offenses, you know, it could be like a, you know, a friend who made dates with you and, you know, didn't show or didn't answer your phone. And they're, they're not as big of, you know, as somebody yeah. who was traumatically abused or abandoned or oh, something. Sure. Yeah. And so those types of things are easier to have those conversations right. about yeah. too. So if the person's willing to have a conversation and you're willing to handle them reacting negatively, then you can use that tool. If you can't handle a negative reaction, don't, don't go there. Yeah. If you think it's going to escalate, if there's a possibility they're going to get madder and you're going to get madder and, and you're going to say things you wish you hadn't said, that's not a good way to handle it. So I tell them, what's the worst case if you, you confront them? What's the worst thing that could happen? Okay, if you could handle that, then then go forward. So those are some good purging things. They're not like the only that. things. They're just ideas. What lessons did I learn from this uh, thing that happened to me? So I learned that I could be lied to or I learned I could be betrayed or I learned, okay, so then what can I do to help those types of things not happen in my life? So boundaries. Right. What boundaries could I yes. set in my life? Yes. Then we're letting it go. Yeah. So it can be a statement. I choose. I've talked to people and I said it's really good when you say this out loud because it you kind of hear yourself saying it and it becomes more reality, I think, than when we are just talking, <clears throat> than when we're just thinking this, you know. Mm-hmm. But I've recommended to people talk it out loud. Say, okay, I choose to let this thing yes. go. I choose to forgive this person. I choose to not harbor this anymore. And when it comes back to my mind and I start feeling those things, I, I'm mm-hmm. going to let it go again. Choose to let it go again right? and again and again. And that's that process of forgiveness. Right. And so it is a process. And then we can move on. Yes. We have taken that pain's ability to continue hurting us and affecting us in those negative everyday to day situations. Right. And we've taken our power back. So I have forgiveness is powerful, but I have all the power to do this. Taking back your power. Boy, so we talked about that a lot on this show, don't we? Why is that so important, taking your power back? Our power, because that is what we have. Our power is, we can give our power to this negative thing over and yeah. over and let it destroy our present and our future. Or we can take back our power and say, I've had enough destruction from this. Right. It hurt me here and it's not hurting me anymore today. Exactly. And take that power back. Because um, we're giving it away. We're letting it continue to hurt us if we So we're on. taking the power that it had over us to be so negative and so time-consuming in our minds, and it no longer has that power anymore. We've taken that power back. Okay. Um, so what are some of the benefits? I just want to go through these really quick because I know quick. we're running out of time. So letting go of grudges and bitterness and ha- yep. finding forgiveness, it can lead to healthier relationships. Yes, absolutely. We will have um, greater spiritual and psychological well-being. Right. We will have less anxiety, mm-hmm. less stress. Absolutely. Less hostility. Right. Lower blood pressure. Fewer symptoms of depression. A stronger immune system. Okay. Why wouldn't anybody, everybody want this? Improved heart health and a higher <laughs> self-esteem. This is a win, 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 win. 
Oh, my gosh. These are huge. There's so many there. Read them real quick one more time we because we got to get out of here. Healthy relationships, greater spiritual and psychological well-being, less anxiety, less stress, less hostility, lower blood pressure, fewer symptoms of depression, a stronger immune system, improved heart health, and a higher self-esteem. Boy, those are all plenty of reasons to learn the power of forgiveness. If you missed part one of this series, The Power of Forgiveness, you can go right here to TantalkNetwork.com and go to podcasts, go to Go Yard from last week and catch up because uh, we really busted a lot of myths about what forgiveness isn't. And uh, so we want you to tune in again every single week at 6.06 p.m. right here on TantalkNetwork.com every Saturday and Sunday, 12 noon Eastern on StarcomRadioNetwork.com. You can hear the show and podcasts right here on the website. And go to our website, Goyard2014.org, to hear shows you've missed. This has been Dr. Angel and Mama Mac bringing you Go Yard. See you next week, gang. Have a great week. Good night. On this weary soul Come and take me to the river And make me whole It's down with the old and up with the new The heart reset my life take two Oh Lord have mercy On this weary soul